All the major news stories made simple and easy for your listening pleasure. We'll break it down for you in keywords. And for this segment, we're joined by Adam in the studio. Good morning. Christmas Eve, Lena. Are it you is... waking up as you say that? <laughs> no, no, no. no. I was is... readjusting my mask. Uh-huh. It's kind of loose around the ears. So you know, it does happen quite frequently, doesn't it? And yeah. I keep lifting my face mask. It keeps sliding <laughs> down my face. You have to talk a lot. You have to talk for you two hours. You have to talk a lot. Yeah. yeah. So, of course, do. your mouth moves and along with it, the, you know, the friction between the mask and the face and the chin and cheek and everything. You Thank know. you for explaining how <laughs> face masks work and how my facial structures work. Uh, yeah, a bit of TMI there. Uh, but, you know, uh, good yeah. morning. Hi. Does it feel any different to be joining us on Christmas Eve? Do you know what? I don't know if I'm... I don't want to sound like a Scrooge, but... <laughs> Christmas but. is no fun for me anymore. Yeah. I think it, I'm getting too old for it. The thing is, yeah. to be fair, I think there are, if when there's more decorations and, yeah. you know, we, I think we um, kind of work off of each other's energy. And yeah. this year and last year, it's been relatively quiet. Yeah. I mean, there's not much you can do as well. Yeah. There's this whole virus yeah. going around yeah. and we have to stay quiet and lay low. And But you know what? I'm all about shifting perspectives. Yeah. Um, we're doing like a pilot over the weekend on yeah. Good Morning Souls Hour. And okay. my topic was happiness and oh. when I did a little bit of research into the topic I thought oh I hate how that sounds like mm. you know the pursuit of happiness is so subjective I thought how yeah. can we possibly do an extensive study on it but the thing is despite my reservations mm-hmm. it was really uplifting to see that most yeah. people still still despite difficulties yeah. fight for their own sense of joy and sense yeah. of peace and it always comes from small things it like does. a fun interaction with a co-worker yeah it does it's, it's always the small things that bring a <laughs> smile to your face doesn't it I mean yeah I mean there's yeah. nothing much in life everything's just and now uh, we start beginning to sound a hundred years old <laughs> But yeah. what we wanted to highlight was the fact that maybe, maybe there is a room for a little bit of joy. Yeah, we can all be festive, especially this time. Yeah. All right. Now that we've successfully shifted Adam's jaded perspective on these <laughs> holidays, let's jump into our keyword news segment. As always, we're going to clarify some of these major headlines for you. And this is our first pick of the day. Critical cases cases surge. Uh, first and foremost, we're going to get the latest on the pandemic situation in Korea. Daily cases are down, but serious Ill, uh, seriously ill patients and deaths are hitting record high. So mm. we do have to manage our expectations to see that, oh, our situation's alleviating. Yeah, and just because daily cases are kind of dropping slightly, it doesn't mean that, oh, yes, uh, the virus spread is slowing right. because it does fluctuate a lot. Uh, but Korea's new coronavirus cases did fall below 7,000 yesterday. Uh, the KDCA said the upward trend has slowed down significantly on increased booster shots and tightened virus restrictions. But critical cases reached 1,083 uh, yesterday and deaths 109, both at record highs. Mm. Uh, health officials are hoping that boosters and these toughened virus curves will stabilize critical caseloads and deaths from next week. They're mm. kind of hoping that will happen. It just remains to be seen. Uh, The country also reported 12 new Omicron cases, bringing the total to 246. Mm. Uh, Now, what's concerning is there's a new Omicron cluster infection that has broken out in Kangon province as well, which is uh, ringing alarm bells for health officials. Mm -mm. Uh, The KDCA expects the daily caseload to exceed 7,000 cases today. So once Mm. again, pointing out the Mm. fact that they do fluctuate from day to day and uh, 
depending on the week as well. Mm. Um, hospital beds are still almost at full capacity, especially in the capital region. Uh, the government has vowed to secure thousands of more beds by the end of January and deploy more med- medical workers mm. along with other uh, measures. The government is also planning a separate set of measures to cope with a possible daily caseload in the 15,000s, but mm. hopefully they might not, uh, the, uh, They don't have to use those measures because right. we won't reach that milestone. We want to steer clear away from the worst-case scenario, but yeah. they are running all cases, right? I right. mean, in, in the case of something as severe as daily 15,000 mm. new cases do pop up, then what will our strained medical system become? And they're trying mm-hmm. to prepare for that. This is why, you know, after 20 days, I believe, yeah. um, you know, patients that are no longer showing severe symptoms can be moved from the sort of isolated COVID-19 ICU mm. facilities to just regular ICU facilities or different wards. Mm -hmm. Anyway, these changes are all being implemented in a rather quick fashion because Mm. it's also very time sensitive. All right, staying on the topic, but maybe something of the future, near future, that is. This is our second keyword of the day. Securing COVID pills. So along with vaccines, oral pills are also slowly being introduced to tackle the pandemic. Korea is also seeking to acquire these treatments. What's Mm -hmm. the latest? Yeah, the KDCA says it is closely discussing with Pfizer supply deals additional uh, to the pills for uh, 70,000 people that have already been purchased. Now, the Ministry of Food and Drug Safety is currently reviewing whether to give emergency approval for this drug called Paxlovid. Uh, The KDCA says it We'll announce details on the shipment schedules as well as the amount of doses later, depending on the ministry's decision. Mm. Uh, It added that if introduced, the pills will be used in treating patients undergoing home treatments, Mm. uh, patients of high-risk groups, as well as those showing uh, mild to moderate Mm. symptoms. Mm -hmm. So that basically means everyone who's contracted COVID-19. But of course, the priorities of who will get the treatments first might change, and that announcement will come later. Sure. Now, the US FDA has granted emergency authorization for Paxlovid uh, just recently. Uh, It remains to be seen whether Korea will follow suit, but it looks likely that it Mm. will because Mm. the US FDA has. So I don't see if there's any other reason why Mm. the Korean uh, government shouldn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, hopes are high for the new pill, as early data shows it to be quite effective against COVID and possible uh, new variants as well. Uh, it's also more attractive than the rival Merck's pill, Molnupiravir, which has relatively low mm-hmm. efficacy, and it appears to have lower efficacy the more da- uh, trial data comes out. Now, the Korean government said earlier that it plans to secure enough COVID pills for 404,000 patients to be uh, introduced gradually starting in February. Um, Who knows? We might see it earlier, uh, Mm. depending uh, on the urgency of the issue. So we'll have Mm. to wait and see. But in the new year, it seems that at least uh, as far as treatments go, Mm -hmm. these oral pills will likely be available too. Moving on to our third keyword of the day. Adoption rules. In Korea, I think there are certain standing rules that come into question and laws Mm. that come into question because there was always a way for us to preserve this sort of um, the family structure Mm. of one father, one mother and children. And the thing is, a landmark ruling by the Supreme uh, Court recently is to now allow grandparents to adopt a grandchild despite the parents being alive. Mm. Uh, The thing is, there are extraordinary circumstances. There are. That's why this is considered a landmark case. Yeah, there are certain uh, certain 
circumstances that do uh, warrant these kind of rulings. But the top court ruled in favour of grandparents who filed an appeal to adopt their gra- uh, the granddo- uh, their daughter's son. Rather, mm-hmm. now uh, this came following two lower court rulings actually against the grandparents, and so this time the case has been sent back to a district court in Ulsan for a retrial. Mm-hmm. Um, now the decision was the first Supreme Court ruling which allowed grandparents to adopt their grandchild, even if the child has living mm-hmm. parents. Mm-hmm. But they have to meet certain qualifications. Uh, they have to prove that they are fit to raise the child. And, of course, the arrangement must be deemed as to be interest of the child's well- welfare as well. Now, the court ruled that the fact that the biological mother is alive cannot be a reason uh, to disapprove the adoption sought by the plaintiffs. It added the adoption should be approved if it is beneficial mm-hmm. to the child, mm-hmm. even if it creates confusion in the order and relationship within the family. Mm. Now, just a bit of background into this. This grandchild was born um, while the daughter was still in high school, mm. uh, and the grandparents pretty much raised the child uh, by themselves. Mm. And the grandson has basically lived believing that the grandparents are oh. his biological parents. Mm. So, And is actually parents actually divorced while he was uh, an infant as well mm. so uh, it appears that the grandparents are more fit to raise this child mm. than the actual parents themselves mm. Mm. and it's it's just a single case but a yeah. landmark one again introducing different mm. kinds of families are acceptable under mm. the eyes of the law right but I wouldn't be surprised right. if there were many more circumstances like right. this in right. the country as well but uh, yeah mm. but in this case uh, they have been granted uh, custody, I guess. Yes, of the grandson. Mm. All right, on to our fourth keyword of the day. Carbon neutral. The government has announced another roadmap for going neutral. Carbon neutral, that is. Mm -hmm. This time, it's outlined uh, plans for a greener transport in cities. Uh, Mm -hmm. Run us through the details. Yeah, it's a bit confusing, but uh, I have died it down a little bit. But the government (laughs) hopes to uh, reduce carbon emissions in land infrastructure and transport by 30% by the year 2030. For buildings, the government aims to cut some 33% uh, of uh, 2018 carbon levels. This will be done by checking a building's energy efficiency regularly uh, and using such data to make upgrades when necessary. Uh, Financial incentives are also being reviewed for green buildings Mm. and there's certain uh, legislation that's in place for new buildings that are uh, planned and projects uh, where they have to emit uh, a maximum amount of of carbon emissions, if you will. Mm. Uh, There will be a cap on that. For the transport sector, it hopes to reduce 38% compared to 2018 levels. The plan to achieve that includes making sure that at least 500,000 commercial vehicles are switched to uh, eco-friendly electric or hydrogen-powered ones. Mm. Uh, It also plans to expand electric and hydrogen-powered trains as well as more energy efficient planes as well so they're looking into kind of new uh, fuel types for aeroplanes as well energy efficient planes right I mean they are the most uh, they're very thirsty in terms of using that fuel (laughs) thirsty yeah so that's why uh, the government uh, and the world in fact are looking at kind of alternative fuels for aeroplanes as well to lessen the carbon footprint exactly and to see what else can uh, power these large uh, transport devices energy Uh, guzzler apparently are very uh, guzzling and very thirsty, yes. Uh, for cities, the government plans to expand more green and carbon neutral zones mm. and make sure emissions are cut from 
development projects mm. as well mm. and uh, make sure there are these green spots within cities and it's not just a concrete jungle. <laughs> it's <Yeah>. already <laughs> enough of a concrete jungle. You know, sometimes I'm really grateful that at least the city of Seoul has Han River and at least yeah. surrounding those areas, like there's only so much we can do. That's right. Can you imagine floating apartments? Like that's wow. that's disastrous, right? I wouldn't be surprised if that happened in Korea. In uh, Seoul, I think there are currently <laughs> laws in place that like legitimately prohibits that. Right. But again, this but the, is a pretty massive blueprint if you ask me. Yeah, yeah. All right, um, let's move on to our fifth mm-hmm. keyword of the day. Korea joins Europol. So Korea has become the 10th country outside of Europe to join the EU's law enforcement agency that is the Europol. What's mm-hmm. the latest? Yeah, so the National Police Agency signed a working level agreement that was approved unanimously, in fact, by the 27 EU nations on October 6th. And uh, according to the officials, the admittance is the result of police efforts to increase collaboration with Europe since 2017. So mm-hmm. it's been uh, in the works for some time, uh, I believe. Now, mm-hmm. under the term in terms of the agreement, police can now share uh, crime information and collaborate with Europol member states. This includes 17 European and 9 non-European countries, mm. uh, the 10th being Korea, of course, mm-hmm. as well as international organizations and research institutes as well. Now, according to the NPA, the partnership will improve police reaction capabilities against worldwide crimes by exchanging experience and training programs, as well as collaborating with Europol agents. Uh, the MPA chief, Kim Chang-yong, uh, had planned to go to The Hague for a signing ceremony, but of course, due to the pandemic, he exchanged the agreement with Europol's Commissioner-General, Catherine de Bol, through a diplomatic pouch, as it's called. And moving on to our final keyword of the day. Protecting technology. So the Korean government is working to protect key technologies from leaking out to other countries. Mm. Um, through what kind of process? Yeah, because this has happened uh, quite a bit, actually. Yeah. And uh, so the government is a bit concerned. The government unveiled plans to protect uh, key local tech and also to keep valuable personnel within the country as well. Now, part of the plan is to develop a preemptive protection system for key technologies. Um, I won't go into the two the scientific and technological uh, uh, jargon into Mm-mm. that. And it it also includes efforts to keep core manpower from going overseas and leaking potential secrets. And mm. this will be done by monitoring their travel patterns in and out of the country and who they meet as well. But this, of course, can bring <laughs> up, uh, as you probably guessed, yeah. uh, the question of privacy infringement and violation of human rights. Now, um, yeah, so this is a an issue that will need to be worked out between corporations and the government. It seems that way, right? Yeah. Because, I mean, if we're a for-profit company, I think usually a healthier mm. way to keep talent, at least, in yeah. the country, for example, is with incentives, yeah, not with right. monitoring. <laughs> but again, this is again the first blueprint, I'm yeah. assuming, and there will be some negotiations that need to be met. That's right. Mm. Uh, and another p- uh, part of this plan is to uh, help SMEs in protecting their mm. key tech as well, mm. because they might not be they might not have the resources uh, as the big conglomerates okay. and uh, they won't be strong enough to protect their key tech. All right. Thank you very much, Adam, for mm-hmm. first and foremost coming in on Christmas Eve. Oh, you're very welcome. Happy to be here. <laughs> and I'll see you next week. See you next week. If you're listening to our program using the podcast service, just a reminder that we do go live Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Korea Standard Time. So tune in and help us make the show more informative by giving us your input. See you bright and early on Good Morning Seoul.